0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Out of the Blue podcast from Blue Zion Ministries. Grafted, gifted, and grounded with whole tree theology, right out of the 11th chapter of Romans, connecting the covenant pages of the seamless 66 books of the Bible we hold in our hands. We are dedicated to help, encourage, and inspire you to live the Word of God out loud. And now, here's your Out of the Blue host, Evangelist S.J. Narlock
1: Shalom, shalom Praise the Lord to everyone Out of the blue episode today November 30th And um, I know we're just jumping in On the end of this month I pray though that y'all had a great Great Thanksgiving holiday with family We did as well uh, traveling uh, about to see all the family, as it were, so, uh, but uh, just still enriched by great fellowship and the opportunity to see everyone in health and in loving the Lord. So we're grateful, hopefully, that you all had that same experience. And I pray the churches are doing great, the pastors, the saints of God, uh, all of the ministries represented uh, prophets, apostles, evangelists, teachers, pastors. Uh, wow, we're just so grateful for the travels. God's been good to us. Uh, amen. Preaching, and reaching, and been by the way of the state of Washington, uh, traveling around in some of the Midwest states at the time, just been to Michigan, uh, people receiving the Holy Ghost, being baptized. Uh, we're just so very grateful. Thank you for all those that are supporting, all those that are uh, holding us up in prayer, Um, What a mighty God we serve. I'm just grateful uh, for the things we can see and can't see, things behind the scenes that God does for us that is just uh, out of this world, unexplainable. So, uh, amen. Seamless 66, whole tree theology, out of the blue, a little bit of the uh, points today, going to be talking a little bit about promise and trust and Uh, The wings, uh, amen, hiding under those wings, celebrating, uh, and if I could just put a title to it right away, investing in the promise, investing in the promise that God has given you. Uh, So I want to, if I could, just uh, start right away uh, with uh, the gospel of Luke uh, man, I often say to people, if you can't find uh, the book of Luke, go to the book of Mark and take a sharp right and you can't miss it. So, but uh, anyway, I just wanted to uh, look at Luke chapter 15. Luke 15 and verse 17 says, And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger, exclamation mark. This man is very, very um, much so in need. Uh, he has an exclamation at this uh, at the end of his phrase. Uh, he's not passive, he's active in the sense of wanting to get out of the despairing situation that he's in. The dungeon of doubt, the pig pen of life. We pretty much know, uh, all of our listeners, at least for the most part, the story of the prodigal son and the different things that God, uh, amen, has allowed us to see uh, through these portions uh, within the book of Luke, the lost coin, uh, the lost little lamb, amen, and the lost son. But here he had went through um, uh, this, um, could I say, struggle within himself, Decided to leave with the money that he thought was rightfully his and uh, squandered and spent it all. And then ended up, um, you could say, uh, in a drearsome, uh, wearisome, just a dry and thirsty situation and land. Uh, The Bible says would have feigned the husks that were with him as he was feeding the swine. That means he almost ate hog food, as it were. He was that low, low as you can go. But he said, I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Uh, It's something I know we've heard preachers say before, but it's so true that when he left the ranch, he said, give me, Father, give me that which is mine. Uh, And this time he's saying, make me. As one of the hired servants, so through the experience that he went through, it wasn't give me, but it was make me, uh, amen. And I'm going to find that within their lives of the things that we go through, sometimes we're a little maybe cocky in our attitude, a little disdirected, as it were, a little prideful. And then after the experience of, wow, I, I, I went the wrong direction, now we're coming back to the Father saying, look, I'm I'm willing to be your servant, as I was all along, really. So make me. A heart, our heart, our head matches the heart, or as it should. And he arose and came to his father, but he, he was yet a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion and ran, fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, uh, Father, I have sinned against thee. and in thy sight and am no worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, and this is what I love, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand like a signet, amen. A robe, uh, a family identity. Uh, The ring, as it were, the uh, power of signet authority. I give you the stamp, uh, such as Mordecai got at the end of the book of Esther. And shoes on his feet. Servants didn't wear shoes, but it was those within the the household, Uh, amen, such as a son so he's reinstituted him not as the servant, though you come as a servant. I want you to be my son. You are my son. And here it is, verse 23, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Then it gets into now his elder son was in the field and the story goes on. We'll touch that here in just a little bit. Uh, but I wanted to say that uh, here was the father, think of it for a while, I, I'm not exactly sure. It could have been one season, famine came, the rains didn't come as expected, and the son that had rejected the ranch and went his own way uh, now came back, could have been maybe just a season. But however long it was, I believe the the anticipation, the expectancy uh, of the father was not to give up on the one that left the ranch, not to give up on his son, amen, that wanted to go his own way. But instead, I believe stayed there and invested in this feeling or promise, uh, such as Abraham with the stars and the sands and the sands and the stars. He... Stayed there, like a faith, uh, unmovable, unshakable. And I believe he said in himself, "I know that my son's coming home." I, I, in, in many connotation, many many analogies are given. Of course, the daddy on the porch of the ranch and sees his son, son as a as if it were almost like a mirage coming down the dusty trail, begins to run to him. So there had to have been, uh, amen, something already in his heart previously that had a great anticipation, expectation for a son to come home. Uh, and so, but in the meantime, I, I get this feeling that the father went to the barn of the ranch, whatever it was, where the cattle were kept, uh, the livestock were kept. I have this feeling because when the son returned, uh, he said, Get the fatted calf. I know the calf being, of course, the younger, etc. But bring, bring the fat cow. I preached this many years ago and had uh, uh, intermediately over the years, but it just hit me again. I entitled a message a long time ago that simply said, Keep feeding that fat cow. So the whole prodigal story, amen. Yes, it's about the son. Yes, it's about his return. But what about the heart of the father that simply said, I'm going to wait. But in my waiting, I'm not going to stand still. I'm not going to be passive. I'm not going to, uh, as if it were, be amongst the frozen chosen and just stay right there. But I am going to invest in the promise that I believe is in my heart. My son will come home. So I get this feeling that he went to the barn Maybe, on a daily fashion uh, amen, and and fed that calf until it became a fat cow, as it were, a fat calf, uh, thus keep feeding that fat cow. Uh, I get a good feeling that maybe one day he came and uh, amen, after the sun had arrived, he said uh, uh, cow, i don't know if you know what day it is it's not Monday, it's not Tuesday." It's not even Wednesday or Thursday, but it's fry day, <laughs> frying pan day. Uh, it's time for a little grill. Uh, and so uh, they slayed the fatted calf to have a celebration. It's time for celebration. Uh, so the father invested in the promise. He invested in what he believed would be an overflowing uh, coming down that dusty trail, and it happened. Faith stood strong. He kept feeding the fat cow. So my thought today, somebody out there, uh, amen, those that are listening, was w- would simply be, you had a prodigal situation. It could be a family member. It could be a son or a daughter, a husband, a mother, father, uh, a wife, or whatever it is, whatever's going on, a financial situation gone uh, a muck, and you didn't mean for the money to go amok. It just kind of in the society, in the system we live in just kind of happened. And whatever it is, just a relationship. And all of a sudden you get a grip on it and you say, wait a minute, I'm not going to just shed tears uh, altogether, though that may be adequate, but I'm going to feed. I'm going to go to the barn every day and I'm going to feed this promise with Prayer. I'm going to feed it with fasting, I'm going to feed it with faith, I'm going to believe God, I'm going to keep feeding the fat cow in my life. Feed that dream. Don't stop dreaming. Feed that vision. Don't stop visionizing. In, 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 in the book of Leviticus, chapter number 23, uh, something's unique out of a lot of the commandments that are happening in the book of Leviticus Uh, But chapter 23 and verse 22, it says, And when ye reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not make clean riddance of the corners of thy field when thou reapest, neither shalt thou gather any gleanings of thy harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am the Lord your God. (laughs) Elohecha. I am the Lord your God. But he said something along the lines in that chapter of "Don't reap to the very edge of the field." This is this is kind of the law of the stranger and sojourner, sojourner and the widow. This ties really into the story of Ruth when she was gleaning and the fellow uh, widows or whatever it may be, the strangers um, that were gleaning from the edge of the field. It was a command in Leviticus twenty three twenty two, uh, not reaping to the very edge. Um, it, it, it's it's. I think of it this way, a, a farmer trusted God uh, leaving some for a a, a greater purpose. Um, somebody's going to come to that field. Uh, it, it, it's leaving something behind uh, and, and saying, it, it's almost, let me put it this way, it's almost like leaving money in the field on the edges. Here's a $10 bill, $20 bill. I'm leaving money in the field for people you don't know and who didn't work for it or even ask for it. I mean, you may not even know who's going to pick up that ten or twenty, but you're just obeying God. He was investing. That farmer was investing out of just simple obe- obedience to the Torah and believing God that as I do not harvest, I mean, uh, the wheat, the barley. Uh, if I don't pluck all of the all of the grapes, if I leave on the edge, uh, out of obedience for those that are poor, those that are widowed, etc., so that they're sustained, I may not know them, uh, I may not even see them, but I'm obeying, and I know it's going to come back around to me, and it did. Amen. Whenever we obey God and we invest in the miracle of the vision, it's going to come back to us. Uh, amen. Asking, you shall receive. Uh, seeking, you shall find. Knocking, the door shall be open. You just keep asking, seeking, knocking. It comes back. It comes back by investing in that promise. Obedience. Wow. Better than sacrifice. How great is it? Amen. So we. So so. Don't wait to celebrate. The Father didn't wait. He celebrated right now. Right now, I'm going to celebrate by investing by feeding the fat cow. How how monotonous that was! You probably seen the jaws going back and forth on this animal. Maybe a passionate moo every once in a while, thanking the farmer for the the grub uh, that was given to him that day. <laughs> I don't know, but celebrate your situation. Don't don't wait. Celebrate now. I guess it goes back to dance in advance, laugh in advance but keep feeding the fat cow in your life. Whatever God has promised you. Maybe it was a prophet that came to you and prophesied. Maybe it was a, a message, a pastor preacher, an evangelist preacher. Maybe it was a teacher that dug way down deep and uh, got the nuggets. Some some apostolic uh, brother or sister that, uh, that gave you some foundational truths that you can rely on, amen, trusting in the Lord. Uh, You know, there's that scripture in Isaiah 40 and 31 that says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How many remember that scripture? Amen. Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40 and 31. You could use a particular approach uh, in this uh, scripture. The people of Isaiah's day, for instance, and maybe it's kind of lost through the you know, the mannerism of history, but but, but the word weight in Hebrew, um, is uh, chava, chava. and so, and so, uh, is 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 like make making rope in Hebrew, the word for chava or the word for weight, making rope. You see, in those days. And really as it is today, rope was made by tightly binding together strands of fabric strands or maybe even animal hair or uh, such as that of a camel. They used a lot of stuff that uh, they had readily available to them. So waiting upon the Lord carries the idea really of binding oneself to the Lord. In times of antiquity, the strands of fabric in the rope had a tendency to become loose. And on occasion had to be rebound from time to time. So in this rebinding, the strength of the rope was renewed. Similarly, when we drift away from the Lord and then return to him, we begin to bind ourselves again by tightening that bond and we become stronger. So they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Okay, the rope was tight. It's been a time span Things kind of got frayed and delayed, and you're kind of frustrated. Uh, amen. You feel disgusted and busted, as some would say. Hey, don't, don't just stand still. Feed that fat cow. Strengthen those strands, and watch things become renewed. And through that purpose, through that season, or through that, uh, through God's purpose in that season, tightening that bond. Your bond with your Wonderful personal King of Kings in your life, your person, your friendship with the Lord. Amen. Shall be strengthened and become stronger. So awesome in that sense. You, the the Bible's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the thoughts that I have towards you. It's thoughts of peace, not of evil, but to give you an expected end. That's one of my favorite verses. Of course, Isaiah forty uh, uh, is one of my favorite verses as well, uh, 40, 31. Um, amen. So I, I, I just wanted to relay today, and I know times are waning here a little bit, but invest in your promise. God's given you a promise. Exceeding great and precious promises, the epistle says. Uh, and, and it's just so powerful. Uh, he's going to come through. Uh, you just stand strong. When you've done all the stand, you just keep standing. Weave the rope. And watch your worship become tighter, your relationship with the Lord. I'm finding lately as I read the word of the Lord and the compound decades that the Lord has allowed me to live for him, that when I read it, it's like, wow, there's just layers of depth here that, amen, I guess you could say conglomerately, not just that individual layer, but looking it through several layers as if it were one time, I'm thinking, I love you, Lord. I thank you for this. Thank you, amen, for loving me like you do, calling me home. There's the sin of the second son. The second son got perturbed at the situation. I don't know what he did on the ranch, but obviously he didn't do as the father did. Amen. He didn't celebrate his situation when really when the brother was gone, the father simply said to him, all that I've had here was already yours for the taken, could have celebrated long ago. So I I wanna release myself from the sin of the second son that says, amen, that says, why didn't you celebrate, kill a fatted calf for me, Father? When really he could have had a party any time and any day, because it was there on the ranch for him. So do it now, celebrate in advance, dance in advance. Amen, love y'all, God bless. Please pray for out of the blue, Blue Zion Ministry, Sister Nalik and I, for those that are supporting us financially, you know who you are. And um, uh, I just want you to know that that's much appreciated. Uh, you can go to bluesionministries.com uh, and uh, uh, check us out there. Please uh, go through your pastor and um, Israel tours. Looking forward, if the Lord will, at the end of April, early May. Uh, amen, thank you so much in advance. All right, God bless you. Uh, amen, shalom. And uh, Nisi, his banner over is love. Have a great, great
0: day. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've had your inspiration moment today. As we continue to pray for you, please remember to pray for this ministry as we endeavor to work in the kingdom of God. If you feel led to support this ministry, you can visit us on the web at BlueZionMinistries.com to partner with us in evangelism. While there, you can also find prayer journals and music CDs available for purchase. And be sure to check out our Israel tour information if you'd like to find out more about visiting the Holy Land with us. It's all at BlueZionMinistries.com. We look forward to our time with you next week here on Out of the Blue podcast. Please invite a friend and remember, remain zealous over Zion.